yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? We in the building, man. It's your girl, V Henny. We got your boy, Cortez, right here. Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the building. We got Brooklyn Bronx. You always on some Brooklyn shit, yeah? yeah you got to rap. always on some Brooklyn I got to rap, you understand? You already know how that goes, you understand? Well, welcome to the artistry where we talk shit about music, entertainment, and the everyday struggle. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good since the last time. I know. A lot of things been going on, right? Yo. Bad, bad. Like, it's a different world. It's literally been, a, I believe, like a close to a year. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Who would have thought, right? Pandemic. Exactly. We know, but that was probably one of the last interviews we probably did before it hit. I believe so. It hit. The, it March. hit in March, but we did it our was interview already... like around January, February. Yes, yes. I know it was cold that day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because it was brick that day, but definitely, definitely. Yo, you know what's crazy? You were actually my first interview for 2020. Mm-hmm. And you're my first interview for 2021. That's super lit. That's crazy. Good toast for that. Toast, yo. Shout out to toast you. Toast for that. Toast for and, that. Mm. Shout out to the coconut water with the honey, too. Yo, bro. I be telling mad people about this and they be sleeping on me. Coconut water. My Puerto Rican ass got to do coconut sometimes. Yo, let's, let's, let's not judge me <laughs> for it. But, you know, because a lot of people be hating on coconut water. And I just be like, nah, 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 nah. Listen, I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up on it. For me, I listen, coconut water, water is a vibe. I don't mm. know if you're that type. If... I love coconut water. Okay. Out the box. Boom. He said real out the tall, box. I tall. do it out the coconut with the hammer. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know? Yo, but um, I've been watching you. Um, I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. Thank congratulations you. on... Everything you've been accomplishing, um, we already know you're going hard on this new project. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, my question to you before we dive into that project, how has the pandemic affected you? Um, I think the pandemic affected me in, in a lot of ways, you know. Um, just in general, like, it actually made me, as Cortez, as a brand, take things a lot more serious and actually be much more meticulous and, and plot and plan things out mm. a whole different way. It changed my whole focus. Mm. There's a lot of times over the years where I understood that I can relax and then I could come back when I want and turn up and I could relax mm-hmm. and I could come back and turn up when I want. Not this year. This mm. year made me take things into perspective and sit there and say, okay, I have a talent. I need to capitalize on this now. Mm -hmm. And I need to also inspire the people around me and motivate the people around me to move with me. Gotcha. It's not that much time. You know, um, going diving into your project resolution, right? I know in your document documentary, you, I've noticed that some of your peers were saying like how your work ethics, your structure, and, you know, speaking how, like, this year you was just, like, full throttle tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have you always had that structure, that tunnel vision, or is it something that you had to learn within your career? No, nah, I was always a person, especially early on, uh-huh. like, even before the battle raps, just early on, I always was structured. I always had a game plan, and I always was annoying with it. Mm. Like like other people that didn't get the passion or 
weren't as invested as I was would always realize like, oh no, like he's serious with it. Okay. You know, but over the time you get lax over time, you know, like you take certain things for granted and I felt like maybe I was taking my opportunities for granted, gotcha. not putting in a hundred percent in a lot of the things, but also it came a time where you fall in and out of love, especially with music and rapping and yes. battle rap and all that. You fall in and out of love. It's just like a relationship. You might love somebody, but you're like, yo, I'm not in love with you right now. Yeah. You fall out for a little bit and then something may spark and you guys get back, mm. you know? And honestly, that's where I am with it, especially okay. with just music, lyrics, putting out a message and finding what, my purpose is with this. Okay. You can rap for years, but if you don't have a purpose or if you don't have a certain, I don't know, like game plan, it just, it, you just end up going in circles. What's your purpose? My purpose really is like, I want to empower my people. Okay. And when I say my people, the people around me, mm. I feel like I'm, I'm the engine that can move everything. And I see everybody and I see what everybody's doing. And I'm actually the person that can open those doors and give those opportunities so that we all can be at a better level or a higher level, you know? And why not me be the one that takes those reins and say, you know what? I'm going to be the glue that's going to put everybody together mm. and push. And that's really my motivation right mm. now. That's what's up. That's dope. I'm proud of you with that because, Thank again, you. you know what it is? Um, let's keep it a buck. In this industry... A lot, not all, but many, many people in the industry, they're just about themselves. Mm -hmm. You understand? And right now you just spoke to me and you spoke volume where you're just, it's not only about me, it's, it's bigger than this. You understand? And you want to, again, put other people in a different, in, in a different place. Even if it doesn't benefit you in a sense, let's just say hypothetically, it still gives you, for me, I've taken that, that statement, it still gives you like, that little, you know, warmness in your heart, just seeing them achieve their goals because you was able to motivate them. Yeah. I honestly feel like I get pleasure out of helping others. Mm -hmm. I get a certain satisfaction out of knowing I threw that alley-oop or I put that in play. Yeah. And that's not just music. Like, that's street shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's Christmas. That's family. That's everything. Like, I get those joyments out of that. Like, yo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? My man come home from jail, whole lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, somebody's fucked up on the block. You know what I mean? I like that. I I, I just like that. It's, it's like a boss role, but at the same time, I take pleasure in that. And it's not like to look down on people, but it's more or less like that's my motivation. Like, I feel the pressure. Like, damn, my man's fucked up right now. Now I can't help him. Mm -hmm. I take that away. You know what I mean? I take that a certain way and I apply that to everything I do. And I feel like that just comes back to you. Like, I don't never look at it. it. If I got $100 in my pocket and my man needs 50, I'm going to give him the 50. I'm not going to stress over the fact that all I have is 100. Now I'm left with 50. I'm going to mm -hmm. just be like, yo, that shit going to come back. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And that's that me moving like that. I've been so comfortable, especially lately. And it's just like, it's been coming back more triple quadruple you know and, i know and it's kind of like a mentality thing now so i sit there and say you know what this this shit moves like this when i've when I, in the past when i've hoarded things and held things yeah yeah it didn't manifest the right way gotcha i mean that's called good karma 
Yeah, and you know what's funny, right? Um, because I was looking through your stories, good karma, right? Because the way you are selling your your how you were selling your your boxes, your pre sale boxes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like, was were you a little nervous selling the boxes for like a hundred during the pandemic? You understand? During Christmas, during holidays, <laughs> yeah, that's what during I was everything. Like. But you gotta roll the dice. Yeah. You got to roll the dice and you got to be able to bet on yourself. If you can't bet on yourself, what are you doing this for? Absolutely. You know, I, I honestly feel like Resolutions is the best product I've put together as an album, as a as a whole collective. I have a lot of records. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know me for battle rap, but a lot of people also know me for making good music. Yeah. But I felt like I never really put out a full project where they can like digest who Cortez is as mm. an artist. And I feel like Resolutions is actually like opening the doors, opening eyes for people to sit there and say, oh, there's a lot more to him than just bars. You know, there's a lot yes. more to him than just metaphors. It's like it's a, it's a whole lifestyle. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want to portray to the people, a lifestyle. Yeah. Now, it, it's you're right about that, right? It's funny because I saw that Misfit tweeted um, – how proud she is of you with the project and what you've done with this project um, because it's not it's not popular in the battle rap community. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking it as because of the stigma. They, as a battle rapper, let's keep it a bug. A lot of times you hear like, yo, battle rappers can't make songs. They can't. A lot of them can't though. So I'm going to keep it a buck. I heard the whole thing. And I was just like, this is a really good project. I already have my list. Like I could, I could break it down, and one of them, which is um, bricks, I really like that. And then when I was watching your documentary, you know that one stood out for you a lot. Yeah. You know it meant a lot for you mm-hmm. because of the situation what happened. You yeah. know, so but excuse me, but going back to the fact that you as a battle rapper in this whole project, um, I thought it was dope because again. Not a lot of battle rappers can make tracks. First of all, where that stigma started from? Like where I think I think that stigma started from early on, right? If you sit there and you look at the early two thousands and you look at battle rap, mm-hmm. a lot of people had the smack DVDs, you had Fight Club, and it was like a it was a transitioning period where things were going from DVDs mm-hmm. to online. And during that time you had people like Mook, you had people like Lux. You had people like Sirius Jones, Jin. You had 106 and Park. Yes. A lot of that were like dudes were battling to get record deals. Jay Mills, he was one of the first ones. Yes. And Jay Mills actually made some good music early on. Now, the thing is, though, these guys, you get into a battle, and back then those things were going viral, super viral. So someone like Murder Mook, he's 16, 17 years old. He has a great battle. And then they throw him in the studio and they expect him to make great music. It doesn't really go that way. Mm. Jay-Z's first album was when he was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to rap about something. I feel like there's stages when it comes to a rapper. Okay. All right? And the stages are at first when you're in high school, when you're, when you're young, mm-hmm. you just learn how to rhyme. You might not be saying anything, but you got to learn how to rhyme. You got to learn your cadence. You got to learn your flows. You got to mm-hmm. learn your delivery. You got to learn how to put words together. And you could be good, but that don't mean that you're ready. Mm-hmm. Then you go through life. Mm-hmm. You end up having kids. Somebody breaks your heart. You end up broke. That's a fact. Getting money. Whatever it is, 
you're going to learn from those experiences and then you learn how to put those experiences into your music, into your craft. When you start learning that is when you really start becoming an artist and you're not just a rapper. So a lot of these guys like Mook, uh, Jin, uh, Sirius Jones, they were making music. They had nothing to talk about because they had no experiences. Okay. Now, granted, there's just some people that can't make music, period. Yeah. You know, but uh, these guys were battle rappers and they were thrust into the spotlight and they just couldn't transcend. I think if you put Mook in the studio now, though, he might have something more dope to speak about, you know, and same thing with all of them. But at that time, they didn't know what to rap about. I mean, look how they just threw Jin in there and he's doing learn Chinese and all that. It was gimmicky. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. raw, you know, and he really didn't have a say so like he's a young kid, you know, um, I went through those experiences so early I was on. Ask you, I was like, you know, you yeah, when, when I, yeah, I went through those experiences early on because, like, I had a deal when I was younger, and you know, the whole reggaeton era was yeah. popping, and they kept trying to tell me, like, hey, like, you know, do a reggaeton record, and da-da-da. like, I had chances to do a song with Tego back in the day. I was a kid, and I was like, no, like, I'm from the hood. I don't even know Spanish. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, I ain't even know Spanish. So, like. Nah, I'm not going to do that. But it caused conflict. But those things I learned from, you know, so I feel like those stigmas come from that. But I feel like my era of battle rap, the 2010 era, uh, the Cortezes, the DNAs, the Charlie Clipses, Mm -hmm. the whole URL era, King of the Dot, I felt like we became our own brands because we didn't need labels. It was just we were our own staple. We're getting millions of views. We took control and actually built the road to make revenue on our own. Mm-hmm. And now it's a staple in the culture. And we built those bricks. You know, we laid that foundation. So I don't feel like now we have any pressure to do what a label wants us or what. Mm-hmm. No, we just tap into what our fan base wants. And I've learned over the years what Cortez fan base wants, what they like. You know, certain songs I put out that they responded to, certain songs they didn't respond to. Okay, cool. Okay, I know now, you know. And now was the time where I just felt like, yo, you know what? I need to give people some dope game. I need to preach a little bit more. I need to 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 put some more shit out and leave shit behind, you know, and and start working on a legacy. Like not just a catalog, mm-hmm. but a legacy with the catalog. Where yeah. people sit there and be like, yo, I went back to his old shit now. You know, yeah, resolutions is dope, but now I'm going back to this old shit. Now I'm catching up on this. Da, da, da. And that is what I'm seeing more of. Okay. And that's where I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm moving in the right direction. I mean, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I feel like there was times you did, for me, did okay, you like, decent songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you had some songs that I was like, okay, you know. Um, but yes, you, I... You were known for the battle rap. You understand? What I love about this, like I said, with resolution is the fact that by the way, 10 tracks. I know he has seven bonus tracks, yeah. right? And what I love about it is that, again, I felt you became vulnerable with this project. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you, you're trying to show people who you are. Mm-hmm. When did it realize, when did it really truly, I know you said, like, you mentioned everything, but when can you really say it hit you when you was just like, I, I need to become this artist, not Cortez the battle rapper or not Cortez hip hop artist. I need to be just this, this, this artist where it's just, 
it's either you're gonna take me or love me for who I am, and that's it. I think it's really um, you know, I lost my brother Meg uh-huh. to Corona, right? And um, he was a big influence on me, music wise, street wise, everything, and um, it fucked me up. Okay. Like it fucked me up. Like I'm gonna be super hunted. And I had a battle earlier this year against Saga. And in my third round, I really broke down the whole thing. It's one of the best rounds of the year mm-hmm. in battle rap. So like, all right, cool. But then after that, I battled Rum Nitty. Then I battled this dude named Easy to Block, right? Okay. But my heart wasn't in those battles. Like I was going through so much yeah. that I couldn't couldn't shake it. Like, mm. you get what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't shake it. Yeah. And it, and it was fucking with me. And you know what I mean? Like, the whole summer, it was fucking with me where I was just like, yo, like, I can't just depend on this battle shit. Like, I can't. Like, like I feel like there's more to it than mm-hmm. this. You know, I'm already a person. I'm 10 years in. I battled everybody. You know, no matter what, I'm the biggest Latino in the history of battle rap. But there's more to Cortez than just that. Yes. And I, I had to find a way to transition. So I just buried myself into the music. You know, I went I went to my beats. I have a specific email for beats. And I just went through everything. I'm talking about I was going back to 2014, beats that were sent to me. Damn. 2015, going to contacting producers. Yo, you sent me this beat mm-hmm. six years ago. They looking at me like, huh? I'm like, yo, did you sell it? No. Do you, can I use it? Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Reaching out to people. And I just really like buried myself into the music and, and finding a sound. And then I reached out to like my collective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And my collective, Doza, uh, P. Dot. You know, I met another producer named Hanabi, my guy, A. Jr., um, you know, my man, Sess. And I just really started reaching out to to the people that have always supported Cortez, but Cortez may not have paid much attention to them. Okay. Just because I've been busy or whatever, not on a high horse, but, you know, oh, I'm worried about this battle. I can't worry about this music right now. And I said, nah, fuck that. Fuck the battles. Let me let me let me let me pay attention to this real quick and let me see what what comes of it. And as I started recording the album, it was crazy how many people were pulling up to the sessions, how many producers was willing to work, um, engineers, everything just fell into place. Mm. You know, the people that I reached out to for features, like I have a lot of features coming up for next year. Okay. That people are gonna be surprised with that aren't on this project. Big Dope. features. Okay, cool. Okay, boom. It, it was just like all these people were a phone call away. Okay. And I was neglecting that. And now my eyes are wide open where it's like, man, fuck that. I need to do this. And it, and it's actually more fun. It's way more fun doing this than working on a battle. I think because it's more fun now is because, again, you got so focused. I say, I'm speak do from my in reference to myself. Because like you said, there's moments in the, your career where you it's like you love and you hate it, Right. And you have your moments where you fall in love, you fall out, whatever. I think for you, this is, you love and it's more fun because, again, it's like somewhat fresh. You understand? Like, yes, you rap and everything, but to do the whole, now to become the artist Mm -hmm. and start that track, you know, and the way the support you're getting, I think it's dope. Like, it's dope. And I um, just congratulations on that in itself because... Not not everyone gets the reaction that you get. You have mm-hmm. gotten, should I say? Mm-hmm. You've I I'm I'm looking for the person looking um outside looking in. 
I see that you're getting a lot of positive feedbacks. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I know going back to like when you was mentioning your your friend Meg, like your may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you mentioned how with that track you actually um you guys had that before. Yeah. He passed away, correct? Mm-hmm. So, you know, going, you know, having, you know, get finding your passion within being an artist then going through this, you know, through all, you know, through this transition. Let me ask you this question. Like l- looking today, looking at listening to that track, looking at the documentary, how has that affected you mentally recently with that? Like every time I hear the song, like today we dropped the episode, right? Yeah, I know. I peep that. And every time I watch, like I get super emotional, like, and it, it fucks me up because it's like, I'm not over it. I know I'm not over okay. it, but like the records like bricks or even the last one letter to the streets where it's like, I'm tapping into just paying homage and just like, being the voice for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because he affected a lot of people in Brooklyn. Like, a lot of people. Like, yeah. you know how, like, Nipsey was for his hood? That's what Meg was for a lot of us. Like, wow. he was the hood Nipsey, like, you know? And I was, like, A1 with him, you know? It was like, all right, I got all the views and stuff, but I'm the young nigga. Yeah. And he's the one with the respect. He's gotcha. the one with the dignity. He's the one with the rep. He's the one with everything. You know what I mean? He set the blueprint. He got his own store. You understand what I'm saying? He opened up a store on his block, gave back to his community, did all types of shit. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I was like, that's that's where I need to be, you mm. know? And and it's a hole. It's a it's a hole that a void that's not filled, you know? And I felt like, yo, I need to need to step it up. It wasn't that I got to. No, I need to yeah. step it up. You know, and and that's a big part of resolutions. With resolutions, do you feel like with this album is going to change the mindset of a lot of the non-believers? Guaranteed. I already see it. I already see it. From 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 just the industry people mm-hmm. that I've always been cool with, Okay, I see them like, yo, boy, hold on. How much is the pre-order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see the feedback two, three days later. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is this is crazy, you know? And then just even my, my people that are around me that know me. Mm-hmm. Their feedback is like, yo, Cole, I've been, you know, I grew up with you, Cole. I've heard everything you've done. This is the best project you've put together. Yo, Cole, let me ask you that. that The the box. Yeah. How did you come about? First of all, are you giving a hoodie and a t-shirt or this, jacket? This is what I'm doing. Because I saw right? somebody with a jacket. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was lotteries. like. It's lottery. You roll yeah, the dice. I was like, yo. You know what I mean? But, now, nah, all right. So, the box is like this, right? I st- I'm realizing how important merch is. Yes. And I'm realizing how important it is to invest in your brand. So I wanted to figure out a way where I can promote my brand as far as the clothes and stuff. I do feel like as one of the battle rappers with merch, I have one of the best merch mm-hmm. like out there. Like my material is good. My branding is good. The site is good. Everything is good. But... All right, how can I put this in a bigger light and attach it with the music? So I was trying to figure it out. I said, okay, cool. Um, I knew my homegirl, Cashie. She does like a whole branding type of thing where it's like you get a product. She knows how to put your product on anything. Cups, certain things like that. And she she was telling me, she was like, yo, whenever you want to do something, let me know. So I was just high. Okay. I'm in a crib. And I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, yo, I think it was like a couple of days after we did the track too. Like, 
that's how soon it was. It wasn't that long ago. And I was just like, I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? And I said, okay. And then I, uh, in my garage, I have all my merch there. And I had a lot of boxes of merch still. Okay. But I'm like, okay. People order all the time. I get about, you know, a nice amount of orders every week. But I got mad shit here. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have to, like, spend to buy merch or nothing. So I said, okay, cool. And then I was going through some old bins. Okay. And I, and I have a bin with all my stuff that I wore from battles. Mm. That I, I didn't know what I want to do with it, but I always knew I wanted to keep that around. Okay. And I said, okay, I got a whole bin here. And I said, I'm not going to... See, I'm not cocky or conceited, so I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, if someone wants the Cortez sweater that I wore, <laughs> yeah. 250 I'm not going to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. some niggas be bugging, and I'll be like, yo, this nigga's a bozo. Yo, you like, just like, smell yeah, my sweat, yeah, yeah, like yo, that. son, you want, you want the hat that I wore? Like, no, nigga, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So how can I market it a certain way? So when I spoke with Cashy, she was like, look, Let's do a box mm. and I can put your artwork on the box and I could put the tape, the bodega trap tape on it and I can make it look nice. And I said, word. I said, all right, cool. Boom. So then I said, okay, now I'm thinking back, like, what can I put in a box? Okay. Let me put a hat or a shirt or a hoodie. If I know you and I know your size. Yeah. And I see, yo, you know what I mean? I know how many XLs I got and all that. I was like, ah, right, you know what I mean? This nigga's a big supporter. He always fuck with me. Um, I know he's a 2X. Yo, you mm-hmm. know what? I'm going to put the 2X in a box for him gotcha. of something that he don't have. And then I'm going to sit there and say, okay, cool. Let me go get something from the battle and put that in the box. And then I was just like, all right. Now, every time I send people merch, regardless, I always have a high-res pick and I always uh, sign it and I send them a little note. That's what I do purposely. So I said, Dope. okay, that could go in the box. Mm-hmm. And then I said, all right, I got to put the album in there. What the fuck am I going to do with the album? All right. I said, I don't nobody buys CDs no more. Mm-hmm. Nobody buys fucking thumb drives. I was going to do thumb drives. Okay. Right? And then I was like, yeah, but there's no artwork on the thumb drives, right? So then, so then Cashy the says, so, so, then, yeah, so then Cashy says, yo, I could do QR cards. Mm. And I'm like, that's fire. Yes. And she's like, yeah, and I could put your artwork on it and all that. Now... <laughs> it's funny because now I wanted to make sure that it, it linked to my website. Mm-hmm. So why not go stream the album? And then since you're on my site already, you might just go buy a shirt or something. It's like directing the traffic. Yeah. So I speak to my little brother because my little brother makes my website. Okay. My little brother creates websites and stuff. That's nice. his job. He does advertisement for companies and dealerships. So I'm talking to him and he's like, yo, I could do, I do that already. And I'm like, what you mean? He's like, I do the QR cards and all that. So I said, what? So I said, I, I said, Cashy, you do the boxes. My brother's going to do the cards so we can get this thing moving. Yeah, yeah. I got the merch here. Boom. Within two weeks, everything just came together. She got the boxes done. My brother got the cards done. Shit. Boom. I had all the merch. Everything came to the crib. Boop. Started packing them up. And then next thing you know, as soon as I... Let one go on the gram and I let people really see what they were paying for. Mm-hmm. They was like, oh shit. Now, backstory. I was shooting the video for the intro resolutions on Halloween. Okay. So the album was almost done. It didn't get finished till maybe like the first week of December. Like okay. Mix and mastered. But most of the songs and the order was done maybe the, the last week of October, first week of of November. Okay. And my brother, and, and um, 
and I had posted it, and then somebody was like, oh, it's already out for pre-order? And I said, not yet. They was like, well, I want to buy it now, so can you take the cash app now? And I said, yeah. So when I did that, I said, eh, I could sell the pre-orders now. I could just tell people it won't be ready till December 1st. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I knew the album was going to drop January 1st since it's resolution. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? This is two months worth of pre-orders I could do. All right, boop. (laughs) Started promoting it. People was like, all right, cool. I'm going to send it now. And I kind of beat the whole Christmas rush a little bit. So people were still sending the bread. Gotcha. If you fuck with Core, send me $20 on the cash app. I'll send you the link and I'm going to give you the bonus tracks. You really fuck with me. You want you send a buck. You get the box. You get everything. Yeah, niggas was sending that crazy. I was like, oh, you think about it, a hundred boxes. That's ten bands. Yeah, shit. Yo, can I borrow a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> this coconut Yo, hit. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Got, <laughs> let's give you some more. Let's you get. That's saying? crazy. Without before before an official stream is even set. Damn. I ain't make the band yet. I ain't make the 10 bands yet. I'm but saying I'm the damn you're ready. sure super close. And then that money's just going to go back into the album, back into the playlist, yeah. uh, shooting the videos, you know what I mean? The little things that we needed. And like I say, it's a real blessing. So it was like, yeah, I looked at it like, yo, during the pandemic, during the holidays, you know, this might not go well. But at the same time, I had nothing to lose. Absolutely. And the fact that people were responding to the album and actually appreciating the album. You know how many people bought the $20 link and then afterwards was like, oh, I didn't get the episodes. I didn't get this. Can I upgrade? So, yeah, it's an 80. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it it, it worked out for real. That's dope. That's dope, yo. Let me me ask you about... um... I know um, you was talking about in the documentary about uh, what is it? Digital scale, mm-hmm. right? Um, so listening to like listening to the to you know uh, listening to the track, watching the documentary. I know the producer, uh, what P dot. Yeah. You know he was talking about like how when you listen to it, like basically how you had a vision. Yeah. Right, and then listen to you how you like you literally took this beat and you was just like yo. Like, I fuck with this beat. I just, the sample, right? Yeah. So, once he revised that beat, what was your vision? What made you go about and having met the man on the track and everything? Well, it, it was crazy because, yo, he was playing a lot of beats. My son was with me, right? We okay. in the studio. He's playing beats for like an hour. I'm dubbing everything. And I'm 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 quick. Like, you could play something for like three, four, nah. Next one. Next one. Next one. Mm. And he just kept playing. He, I know he got wild beats. And then I say, yo, bro, like, like I want hypnotic and melodic. I remember I said that. Hypnotic mm. and melodic. If you listen to that track, that's what it is. So he, I'm, I'm like, but I don't want the drums. Like, I have a certain way that I want. I want boom bap, but I don't want boom bap. I want trap. I want, you know, samples and grimy stuff. But yeah. I don't want it to be so hip-hoppy. I want that shit to knock, you know? So... He was like, I got this joint. And he played it. And I and the first, like, the first eight seconds was hard. I was like, yeah. And then a sample came in. And I was like, yo, what is that? I was like, nah, <laughs> bro. And he was looking at me. I was like, yo, take that sample. Are you bugging? Like, like he's yeah. like, he's looking at me. He's like, yo, bro, this shit is six years old. I said, yo, bro. Nobody took that beat. Yo, take that sample out. Go home. Change these drums. Yo, bro, this is it. This is it right here. I'm telling you. And I know who I could get on it. And he's like, 
right, you know what I mean? And then he did that shit the next day. Boop, boop, sent it to me. Boom, went to the studio two days later. Mm. Gave it to me on a Wednesday. I laid it down on on a Friday. Okay. And then when I laid it down, he came to the studio. And when he heard me lay it down, he was like, oh, this shit hard. I actually put two verses on it. Okay. I finished the song. The song was hard. And then I say, yo, bro, I finished the song, but I feel like we could get a feature on this. This is this is a big record. This is like track two or three on the album. I'm telling you just how I hear it. So he's like, for real? He was like, who you thinking? And I'm just like, and P. Dot's from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, bro, just let me, let me, let me figure it out. Right? Boom. I recorded the meth lab. So, you know, I see meth all the time. We talk all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the Wu-Tang niggas, they fuck with me from from Inspector Deck, you know what I mean? Uh, all, all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's always love. And they and they gave me the access to the studio. So, uh, one of the sessions I had, meth had to record something for Buster's album. Okay. So, he was just like, yo, like, I'm a little bit over time. Instead of 10, come at midnight. I was like, all right, cool. He was like, matter of fact, nigga, you could pull up, but just, you know, tell the rest of your niggas, come at midnight. I said, all right, so boom, we chilling. Boom, boom. And then um, I tell my engineer, Fuego, I'm like, yo, Fuego, when you done with meth, tell him, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I got a joint for him ready. And he was like, all right. And then, I, and then walked in the studio. Meth was like, yo, let me hit a joint. I played it. He was like, he was like, yo, we're going to be two for two. Because the first track we did, he always tells me, yo, Cole, out of all the features I've done with, like, unsigned rappers, the song me you did is one of the best ones. The video is one of the best ones. So he already trusts my quality and my vision and my eye. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yo, I don't need to hear nothing else. This is the one I'll do for your album. That's and, dope. Then, and then he knocked it out. That's what's up. Didn't even call me or nothing. He just hit me up and was like, yo, check your email. And I had the verse there. And I was like, yo, this nigga's not like that hard. That shit is hard. Yeah. I was like, that shit is hard. I was just like, okay. And yet you you are right, because you it like you listen to the track, I mean to the album, should I say, and it's not it's not so boom bap. It's not, you know, like it's a mixture of everything where it's music. It is music. It's, music. it's a mood. Like it I is. wanted to set a mood. I wanted to set a vibe. And I honestly feel like when we listen to music, we connect with yes. the times. How many times do you hear a song, you be like, oh shit, I was in I worked at this job when this came out, or I was fucking with this bitch when when this song came out, or yeah. I was locked up when when this song came out. Like you connect to the times with your music, mm-hmm. and I wanted resolutions to connect with this time, but not be so sad, mm-hmm. but just be on some shit. Like a lot of resolutions weren't met this year, yes, but it was out of our hands. But we've learned from this, and now we know for next year what we got to apply pressure to, mm-hmm. and it's like all right, boom. Let's go for 2021. Do you are you one of those that set resolutions for yourself? Like I, the, I didn't, but I am now. Okay. All right. What's um out of the 10 tracks and the the bonus tracks? What song what songs you can say? What three songs you can say took you out of the your comfort zone? Took me out of my comfort yeah. zone like we're a little different. Yeah, different. a little different. I think the LeBron interlude is super dope okay. cuz I don't rap like that. Like I was just swagging and Danny Green, Mr. Three in the studio. I had money on that game. I like to bet. So, like, I go to the, I bet on NBA all day. Mm. And Danny Green, Mr. Three in game five against the Heat. I'm like, this nigga fucked up 500 for me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then I was just like, yo, just, yo, just find a beat, bro. And I was just, and we just fucking around. I was like, yo, this shit is swaggy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I think that one, LeBron in the loop for sure. Uh, I feel like working with mainly my man Doza. 
Those okay. are the drum dealer. His production takes me to a different place. Okay. But it's a comfortable place where I respect his ears. I respect his vision as well. So what I usually do is with the other producers, like Crisis, P Dot, anybody else, I kind of have a vision for like what I want to do with those records. And then after like three or four hours of working on those records, those the last four hours of the session, me and Dosa cook up. He makes mm. them on the spot. And I feel like that might have been out my comfort zone because I never really make beats on the spot. Gotcha. And we was in there going through samples, chopping up shit. Yo, let's do different kicks. Let's do different drums. And he ended up producing half the album like that. Mm. And I could just say maybe not out my comfort zone, but I learned. Okay. I learned something new. And it actually gave me a way to create a sound. Okay. And I felt like that is also needed with Cortez. Like you got to be able to... Mm. You know, like when somebody hears a certain beat, they're like, oh, that's a, that's a Rick Ross beat. Yeah. Or you yeah. like, oh, that's a Jay-Z beat. Like, I wanted to be like that. I want okay. I want to end up where people sit to say, that's some, that's some Cortez that's shit. Per- yeah. Copy. Yo, you know, I, I'm going to give you my list. This is my list. Right? In order? Nah, it's just a, like, right. I, the, the tracks I fuck with. Digital Scale, From the Bottom, Bricks, If I Die, Early in the Morning, Hold Up, Millions, Oye New York. Mm-hmm. Those are right now what I have. Mm-hmm. I love Oye New York. It was yeah, it was real like trap but Spanish it, yeah. but still like <laughs> you it sounds that's to me trap. Yeah. I loved it. Trap. I was just like, yo, it to me like listening to the like those are the tracks that really like I said, I listened to the whole album from the first one to the last and those are the ones that stood out for me that I was just like and the fact that I can name a few is just, is not like, oh yeah, I just fuck with one or two. No, I, I named a few and I was just like, yo, I fuck. the production was really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was listening to um, your project while cleaning mm-hmm. and it put me, there was like, I, re- I caught myself moments like folding and stuff and I was just like, I literally had to go back and I was like, what's, what's the name of this track? Like, oh, and I'm listening to it and I was like, okay, you know, um, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm very, my tension span is very quick. That's good. So for me to really, I there's only certain albums that I can really fully finish. Mm-hmm. And I was able to finish it. Thank you. Nah, I mean, thank you for giving us this body of work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I appreciate that. Now, you coming in as an artist, 2021, are you open to explore something new within Cortez as like so far like a new sound a new genre you're willing to dabble or like actually part two is almost done okay and part two is like more turned up really part two is more turned up like you know like I feel like like I say music has to be a mood it has Mm -hmm. to be a vibe and I only write how I feel if I went out and I was wilding the night before, fucking with bitches and in a party and all this. I'm gonna write about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you know what I'm saying, shit went down on the block and niggas was shooting and there's some crazy shit, I'm gonna write about it. So it's like now I feel like I wanna set the tone for twenty twenty one where it's like, yo, it's the get back. Like, yo, mm-hmm. we back on it. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I'm open to anything. Like, I write R and B. 
Okay. A lot of people don't know that. Like, I've written R&B for artists before. So my ear has always been a wide range from the Spanish music to the to the, to the the R&B to hip-hop to even stuff like classic rock like Elvis and Elton John and the Beatles. Like, I listen to that. Okay. So it's not far-fetched for me to see something or hear something and say, I like that. Okay. I just want to stay within my lane. I never want anything to sound forced or like I'm trying to make a record. Yeah, yeah. And that was like a real goal for me. Like I never want to sound like I'm trying to make a record. No, I respect that. I respect that. I just wonder like if you was like. But see now like this, right? Go ahead. You hear something. Let's say you're you're, you're on your own Uh and you hear something. Like, yo, I hear Core on this. If Core did this, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person you call me up, yo, Core. I heard this producer, or I heard this certain beat. Yo, I think you I'm open to hearing that and then trying to fuck with it and be like, yo, you know what? Let me let me fuck with this. Okay. Let me see what I come up with. Boom, boom, boom. Like that. I'm never closed minded. Not not at all. That's the way you'll end up missing out on a huge record. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm always open to those things because sometimes, like I said, Doza, Doza would sit there and be like, yo, bro, you bugging. This is, this one's, this one's a go. I'm like, we're, all right, let's go. Okay. There's a delete button in the studio for a reason. Make something in the studio and it doesn't come out right. Delete that shit. That's it. Yeah, but not everybody. Not not everybody knows how to handle that type of criticism in a sense. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like some people just want the yes man. You understand? So like, if you don't like it, people that sell their hats, their sweaty hoodies, and and expect you to pay two fifty. That's a fucking fact. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the ones that are selling clubhouse invites now. (laughs) Raffling clubhouse invites. (laughs) You know, crazy. Let me, yo, I. I love your cover art, by the way. Thank you. Did you come up with that, or uh, I had some other concept with it, but uh, my guy Prof. Okay. Uh, I just told him really what uh, the idea I had, and then the back artwork with the whole Times Square. Okay. At, at midnight, but empty. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the advertisements of just like coronavirus, and I know I wanted that. Okay. I actually did a whole photo shoot recently. Mm. So like I'm I'm there in Times Square taking wild pictures and stuff. So like you'll see more more pieces of that coming soon as well. But uh I I, I felt like uh it was just something refreshing and stands out and makes you want to sit there and say, What is this? Mm. You know? I like that. What are we expecting? Because I know you said you have a part two. Mm-hmm. My question is when are you plan what are we ex- when are we expecting that? I can't say that. Because <laughs> I wanted I, I don't the rollout for part one was calculated. Okay. And then I want everyone to just be chilling and part okay. two is just going to hit. Yeah, because that's what I'm wondering. Because I'm like, yo, part one is just you're, you're, you're now putting this out there. Me personally, I would just love for, and this is the business side of me. I just would love for you to just feed these motherfuckers, you know, like resolution. Resolution. You know how they do to us with, with, with the radios? Yeah. That's what I want you to do. Like, force feed people like, here, here, you know? Um, ideally, I would love for you to do that. But I understand, like, you have another project. But I well, do we, think... We moving. We moving. Like, I look at it now, like, if everything isn't at a million views, then it's brand new to people. Absolutely. So it doesn't even matter. Like, I'm going to be pushing this, like... We got two videos shot already. We're going to shoot another three videos okay. within January. So, like, it's not like it's going anywhere. Like, nah, you're going to... If you don't know who I am, 
You're gonna but know. you hear resolutions, you're going to know who I am after that, you know? And if you are anywhere within my vicinity of anywhere crossing paths with me, you're going to hear about the album. Are you part of your treatments when it comes to your videos? Yeah, I've, treat, I've always been like that. All okay. my videos. Okay. I just wanted to, I wanted to know. I mean, listen. I do the casting. I, I, I pick from the models. I'll be like, nah, she's shaky. Nah, we need this. Nah, she don't got the cake. Nah, I need all that. Like, like I'm, mean, I'm picky on it like that. Because also... You know, I don't want to look crazy on camera, but at the same time, you don't want to look crazy on camera. It, the music, you know, Nori and uh, Pharrell, they just had the Drink Champs episode. And uh, Nori had said in the interview, he was like, you didn't fuck up that record. I fucked up that record. It was some record they was talking about. And he was like, I felt like I fucked it up because... I got overweight. The image didn't fit the song. The song mm. was a hit. But when the video came out, he didn't match the the vibe. Okay. And when he said that, I was like, that's 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 so like key. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that you sit there and be like, yo, this person is dope. And then the video comes out and you be like, it takes away from the record. And sometimes you don't like a song at all. Yeah. And then the video comes out, and you be like, yo, I kind of fuck with this yeah. now. You know? But when they match, it's undeniable. No, that's a fact. That's definitely a fact. I'm curious on knowing, because we already know, usually when it, you know, when you're recording a project, artists tend to over-record. So how many tracks do you really record for this projects? For this project, and how did you go about choosing your tracks to be honest with you right it is funny because i was just recording okay but i recorded the album in a month okay and it was really like we record a song i recorded resolutions that was the first track okay boom i did resolutions the first session i did if i die in the first session I did early in the morning in the first set. That's all the same night. Okay. Right? And we made early in the morning from scratch. Mm. I went in there with If I Die and I went in there with resolutions written. And then me and Doza made early in the morning. Uh, We had Bricks and I knew Bricks was going to go on it. And then the second session, Crisis came down. We did From the Bottom. We did Growers. And Hanabi produced letter to the streets she actually came in because she was um like she's an engineer as well Mm -hmm. and she was shadowing fuego on my session as an engineer for the meth lab so she just happened to be in there just working with fuego and then just in the conversation p dot needed me to uh pick out the, the the from the bottom beat so the third session i'm uh the week of that session i'm speaking to p dot and p dot's like yo um I fixed up the, mm. the 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 digital scale beat. Okay. He was like, but come with me to the studio to hear it. I don't want you to hear it in the car. And we went to Hanabi's studio. Now, mind you, I met her already earlier that week, but I didn't pay attention. She was in there shadowing and not saying nothing. We got to her studio. He told her, he said, yo, look, I got Cortez coming. She didn't know who I was either. Like, she was just working. She didn't even pay attention to who I was. And mm-hmm. She knew I was dope or whatever, but she ain't... It wasn't like that. Yeah, you yeah. Her I mean? mind so, was on just work. Yeah, so he's like, yo, and 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 then I'm going to tell him you got beats too. So she's like, all right, but I don't know who Cortez is. When I pull up and I see her, and she's like, oh, she was at the session the other day. He was like, for word? He was like, yeah. He was like, yo, 
that's crazy. Da-da, she got beef too. I'm like, yo, so why you ain't say nothing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's like, nah, you know, she's very reserved. So I'm like, all right, I want to hear this digital scale joint um, and then play a beat for me. I heard the digital scale. So I was like, yeah, that's just a go. I'm laying that down Friday. So that's the third session. Mm-hmm. She plays the first beat, was led into the streets. I said, I need that beat. Boom. So that day, the next Friday, I laid down. Uh, uh, digital scale and I laid down Letter to the Streets after that the album was damn near done damn okay and I was just like and then I was just like yo like this shit going you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and then after that we just did drum dealers you know I had to get a collab cut get niggas on there and and from there it was just like I was like yo I just want to give people 10 joints I got a whole bunch of extra joints mm-hmm. so I was like I'm gonna give them 10 I'm gonna give them bonus but I didn't stop recording and then that's why part two was almost done already okay you know so it's crazy like I know you're not trying to like give too much info with part two but are we expecting something similar along the line like 10 tracks as well yeah, yeah. okay okay I feel like, like you said, attention span. I feel like if I yeah. went in there and did 17 or 15 tracks, you're not going to listen to it all. I want you to, I'd rather you listen and play it back and want more mm-hmm. than just be like, all right, I'm good. I don't want you to say I'm good. I want you to be like, yo, when's the next one, bro? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's kind of like the feedback I've been getting. Like, people are like, yo, Nigga, like this shit is hard, son. You got another one coming too? Yo, when's that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then it, it goes with the promo, with the boxes, with everything. People are already hitting me like, yo, I'm ready to buy another one. What else you doing? You yeah, know? yeah. So I got ideas, yeah. That's what's up. Like, are you, pl- I mean, obviously we spoke about it, but like, you're planning on doing like uh, a listening event and stuff like that, correct? I actually was going to do one on Clubhouse too. I see okay. people are doing that now. They're doing like listening parties on Clubhouse. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, I'm going to try to arrange that like a real listening party. And uh, just, you know, COVID slowed a lot of things down with, you know, but I did think it I can really? get... Just it, keep it, it a buck. It didn't, it didn't but... I, feel like- I know the attention or the people that I want to come out. Uh-huh. I want people to come out for this. Like, I want it to be a certain turnout, you know? Uh-huh. But at the same time, if I have to target an audience, I was even thinking about doing something where it's like, okay, I got major studios with spacious, you know, with space mm-hmm. in every borough. I could do one in Staten. I could do one in Brooklyn. I could do a listening party in the Bronx. I could do one in Queens. And I'll just invite all my peoples out from each borough. And mm-hmm. I know I could pack it. If I get 30 people in each studio, that's nothing. But that brings super awareness. And there's more content. I have no problem doing that. Linking up with people and be like, yo, look, boom, my man got a studio in Queens. All my niggas in Queens, pull up. You know what I mean? Boom, we get that. Do it in Brooklyn. Do it there. And, and you know, as long as people get to hear the product and, and I get that reception back where it's like, okay, this is, this is the Cortez we want. That's all I'm focused on. Gotcha. What's um the first video you planning on dropping? The intro resolutions, okay. which I just got the uh, I got the first copy of it back last night. Okay. And I think it's gonna set the tone for the album. Why? Um, it's just personal. Okay. You know I mean, at the same time, I feel like I'm rapping on that one. Mm. I'm talking slick. But at the same time, I'm very vulnerable on that record. And I feel like it relates to what everyone went through from Black Lives Matter to the riots, to the protests, to losing people, people getting sick, people losing jobs and just 
giving flowers. You know, I felt like battle rap is such a competitive uh, sport, sport mm-hmm. that we don't give our peers their flowers. You gotcha. know, like people forget, like, you know, and not just me, but like people forget, like there's certain moments that I've had that is like undeniable. Like, bro, you can't take that away from me. But in battle rap, it's like they'll try to take those things away from you because they'll just be like, yo, but then, nigga, two years ago, that was two years ago. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, so what? Like, you know what I mean? So with that type of focus, that was really like my mind state. And to be honest with you, I haven't gotten that much support from the battle rap community. Okay. It's crazy. I thought you would have. Yeah, I thought I would have. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always, I mean, it's always like that, right? In a sense, like sometimes you, you expect a certain support system from a certain community and sometimes it, it, it's not what you expected. However, this is showing you right now. That those there is a whole demographic that's fucking with me that's away from that. Exactly. And, that is and that's what you was looking for. Comfortable, yeah. So, you know, that's a that's fucking that's a positive at the end of the day because now at the how I'm looking at it now is like yo bro now you got two types two demographics where you got the the battle rap community and now you have this you understand so I just want to see you achieve every goal that you are you're looking to execute you understand and I know you will me I don't believe in luck I believe that you set the tone to where you want to be yeah I feel like you got to just be ready yeah and then. You know, some people say lucky I was there, but it's like there's been opportunities where you might have been somewhere, but you just wasn't ready. So you didn't take advantage mm-hmm. of that. But then there's times where you sit there and be like, oh, Cortez, I need you to do this, this and this. It's ready here. And it's like, OK, that wasn't luck. That was me being ready. Like, you know, and you got to You got to. Some people just don't get that, you know, and it, and it doesn't matter how long you've been doing something. You always got to be ready. No, definitely. You definitely do. And. I, I again, listen, I don't want to be biased because people be like, yo, you, cause you fuck with hit. I'm like, I do fuck with you. You understand? But it's not to be biased. Like I would have definitely called you out like, like, yo, I don't fuck with this or whatever, X, Y, and Z, whatever. I, I, me well, personally, I, you, I said, I want you honest. No. And I would have definitely told you like me personally, like I said, I already called out which um tracks I do. Like I just, me personally, what's making me love the project even more is the way you're going about. About it mm-hmm. from the box to the documentary and to the fact that like you have certain different people just speaking on your your movement on on the tracks on the production and I'm just like that's so smart you understand so for me like I, I love marketing right so for me looking at this I'm just like yes you understand you see the vision mm-hmm. you see that in, in this society, again, you need to step out the box. It's not, it's no longer just record a tracks, you know, record your tracks, put out this album and that's it. No, it's more to it now. You understand? Like, like you said, it's a product. Yeah. You have to sell a product. Yeah. I feel like packaging is everything. Like, Absolutely. I learned that from selling weed and on the block like <laughs> your packaging is everything how you how you present something it's like if i don't take my time into presenting this to you then why should you take your time out to listen to it you know there's a lot of people that uh 
just off the strength of that, just off the market. And they were just like, yo, I want to support it, you know? And, and I'm learning from that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how long you've been doing something, like you can always learn. And that's that's where I am. I'm soaking up game. No, nah, that's dope. And yo, I'm going to keep it a buck as well again. Like, I really thought like, because again, I was going with that whole, he's a battle rapper. Can he actually produce a good album? I really was going with that mindset. Like, yo, am I going to like this album? And again, I do enjoy it. And you fuck with me. So you was like, damn, I don't really want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was I just know, like. shit type trash. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, if it was trash, I would I don't think I would be able to tell you one, like a list of um titles. And I don't even think I would be, I would have done as much research because I wouldn't know how to. Mm-hmm. Because I, me personally, I cannot, I can't fake that funk, bro. I really can't. I, that's just not who I am. Yeah. So for me to like, like I said, for me to like literally, I'm folding clothes, whatever, took this time to listen to this. And I was just like, I was actually impressed because again, Unfortunately, because you have a background of a battle rapper, I was just like, damn, I hope he can really pull off a, an album. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like a whole, you know, 10 tracks and and, and, the, and the bonuses. Because when I saw 10 tracks and, and bonuses, I was like, please, Core, don't send me something bullshit. Please. Because like, <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. Like, <laughs> But honestly, I was impressed. Thank you. I was truly impressed. Um, I look forward to your future. I look forward to your success. And thank you for just for this product, for this gift. Because at the end of the day, it, it, it is a gift. You understand? So I just, I look forward to what's next. You understand? Thank you. Yeah, man. Like, and now we got the coconut and honey. Yeah. Mix, know, man. yeah so thank you the, too. You, heard? you already know the vibes, man. You already <laughs> know the vibes. Listen, um, Core, um, I just want to know, Moving forward, um, where can we find all your information? The, where can they um, get the project and everything like that? Um, for you know, this is this. By the time this comes out, the album will be everywhere streaming. Mm-hmm. It'll be everywhere from Tidal, Spotify, Apple, so forth. If you want to follow me, Cortez underscore Bodega mm-hmm. on IG or on Twitter, Cortez underscore HSP. You could DM me if you still want the pre-order box. I might do some orders. Just you know what I mean, just because I think you should. But um, yeah, like like. I, I have no problem accepting your money. You yeah. understand? <laughs> Yo, I don't have no problem I have taking no problem with that. Don't worry about that. I got you. Listen, we taking donations. You know, you know? <laughs> but um, but um, you know, like uh, you know, uh, if you want to contact me for production, if you want to do interviews, whatever, I respond. I'm I'm not Hollywood. You know, I'm really just focused on working. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's working, I'm gonna work with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like you reach out to me and 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 you're really trying to do something. I'm gonna pull up. I'm I'm not on no bullshit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm investing my whole self in right now. Cortez, the brand, and anything around it. If it's a music video, if it's a feature, if it's uh, uh, movies. I'm I'm in a movie with Danny Glover coming out this year. Like little things like that. I'm really, really investing myself in, and it's just I'm seeing the benefits of it, and it's keeping me more motivated. Mm, bars. That's what I want to say, yo. You're- I want to say thank you to everybody who's tuned in, who watched, left comments, like. All that good stuff. We appreciate you. Follow the man. All his information will be in the link in the description below. So you already know the vibes. V Henny man. Follow us. V Henny underscore the artistry. NY. All that good stuff. We love you. Peace. And we're out. Pal. Brooklyn. The, the, the artistry. Catch on YouTube, Facebook, or outlets. Follow us. The artistry. NY.
my resolution. <laughs>